Hello and welcome to Views from the Market, Mid-Market Private Equity and M&A in Canada. My name is Mario Negro. I'm a partner in the M&A and Private Equity Group at Stackman Elliott. For today's special guest, I'd like to welcome Stephanie Mooney. Stephanie is the Director of Business Development for both Canada and the Pacific West of the U.S. for Travis Partners. Stephanie, welcome and thank you for joining us. Thanks, Mario. It's great to be here today. Thanks for having me. Stephanie, we have lots to talk about. Trivest is such an active participant in our market. I could jump there, but I want to start a little bit by talking about you and your history and, and obviously how you got to Trivest and, and then maybe we'll, we'll go from there if that works for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I joined Trivest in February of 2020 to head up the firm's business development efforts here in Canada and the Pacific Northwest. It's an interesting time to join a U.S. firm in a business development role right before a pandemic, but uh, that's another conversation. Prior to TriVest, I spent just under 10 years at CIBC in a variety of different roles in commercial banking and corporate finance. I was managing a portfolio of companies for a couple of years, managing a team, and then I was in a pure BD role for a couple of years. Um, and all through my career at CIBC, I was working with and supporting family founder-owned businesses in the mid-market. And that's exactly where TriVest plays. So TriVest, the firm, has been active in Canada over the last couple decades, with some of our best investments being Canadian companies. But all of that and all of those relationships were being managed from headquarters in Florida. So the firm decided we wanted to grow our relationships here, grow our presence here, and understood that having boots on the ground was crucial to do that being a U.S. firm. I joke and say that the firm couldn't convince anyone from Florida to move to Canada to brave the Canadian winters, so they had to settle for me. But really, we were looking for someone that knew the market, had the relationships. Uh, so as I said, just before COVID, I made the jump into private equity with Trivest. And Stephanie, as I mentioned earlier, Trivest has uh, been active in Canada for many years. It's incredible success. And, and, you know, really some people, when they define what a mid-market private equity firm is, you know, you, you use the name Trivest to explain uh, in so many different ways what a, a, a mid-market private equity firm is. And so I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about Trivest's activity in Canada and, you know, just this kind of the story of Trivest in Canada and what you're working on now. Thanks for that, Mario. We really appreciate those comments. Travis has never shied away from Canada. As I previously mentioned, we're doing at least a deal a year here in Canada over the last few decades, with some of our best investments being Canadian companies. Although Travis used to prefer to do Canadian deals from May to October only, this year I actually got the guys up from Florida on probably the coldest day of the year in February, so that's a big win. You might actually recognize some of the names of our previous investments, Hasmasters, Herbal Magic, and a handful of others. And then today, three of our approximately 45 portfolio companies are based in Canada. We own a power generator business, an aftermarket auto parts supplier, and a portable toilet business here in Canada. And then we've done a number of Canadian add-ons for these companies as well. And we have a few of our U.S.-based companies that would love to exp expand to Canada. So they're also in discussions with some businesses here. I always get excited to share these numbers. Um, we closed 52 deals in 2021. This included nine platforms and 43 add-ons. But the most exciting part for me is that of these nine platforms, two of them are based here in Canada. And one of these is a minority deal. And that was our first minority deal we've ever done in the Canadian market. So we truly are accomplishing our goal of working with more Canadian businesses 
And we're not slowing down. We are continuing to hunt for new opportunities, new business owners to work with across all three of our funds here in Canada. And, you know, what's interesting about Travis from a Canadian point of view, it's its evolution as a private equity fund. And I know there's the kind of traditional fund, and I know you'll tell us a little bit more about this, but maybe you tell us a little bit about the kind of core fund that we're used to remembering about Travis, but it's doing so many more different things now and, and is really branched off in a couple of other interesting funds that almost kind of reflect the evolution of the middle market. Absolutely. So we've been around for over 40 years. And traditionally, we were just working kind of and partnering in the what we call the traditional mid market, doing control deals, partnering with mid market sized businesses. But then over the last couple of years, uh, we evolved, we've realized that there are so many other opportunities, so many other situations and business owners out there. Um, and these were businesses that we wanted to partner with, but they just didn't fit the strategy of our core buyout fund. So we've evolved and we've raised a couple new funds over the last couple of years. We have our discovery fund where we've gone down market in, in 2020. We raised $230 million US to partner with companies at the lower end of the mid market with an EBITDA of kind of 2 million up to 6 million Canadian. Uh, these were just great businesses, great business owners that we wanted to partner with. So we raised that strategy. We also recognized that there was a need in the market for minority growth equity. Um, again, great businesses where there was a great runway ahead of them. So it didn't make sense for those business owners to sell control, but they needed help. They had gotten their business as far as they could alone and needed an equity partner like Trivest to help accelerate that growth and get that business to the next level. So we raised our minority growth fund and the evolution continues as we see opportunities in the market. We are continuing to raise different fund strategies. But most important, these are all focused on family founder owned businesses. So that core strategy hasn't changed. We've just kind of gone down market and structured slightly differently to take advantage of, of the opportunities in the market. Stephanie, I, I don't want you to disclose the secret sauce. Well, actually, maybe I do. <laughs> but maybe we talk a little bit about the success uh, and what underpins it for Trivist in Canada. And, you know, you obviously bring a unique perspective. You're Canadian who's worked in and uh, on the Canadian side of the border on deals and now working with a kind of classic mid-market USP fund that has incredible success in Canada. What do you think that makes Trivest unique in the Canadian marketplace and why has it had not only just the success of closing deals, it has had an incredible history, but also incredible returns, incredible results, just really great storylines in so many levels in Canada. Thanks, Mario. That recognition is appreciated. Unfortunately, private equity doesn't have a great reputation. Businesses and business owners are sometimes taken advantage of by PE firms. I have yet to meet a business owner that is excited when PE is brought up, but we've really tried to make that experience different. It's interesting. When I was first getting to know the Trivest team long before I joined, their style being very relationship-driven, a founder-first approach, it all felt very Canadian. I think the basic principles that the firm is built on doing what's right, doing what you say you're going to do, transparency. It's no secret sauce, but unfortunately, this isn't always the norm in PE, but it is for TriVest. A bunch of years ago, we tried to identify the common pain points that business owners face when working with a private equity firm to get a transaction done. What causes that heartburn? And we've just removed those from the equation. Whether it's not requiring founder a rollover if they don't want to, keeping simple cash structures with no earnouts not having financing contingencies in our LOIs, 
or the most important, not retrading. We've done our best to stay away from these things, all in an effort to make the transaction conversation and process align better with what the founders are looking for. This has contributed to our success closing deals, but that's where the fun actually begins. Another key piece is what you do with these businesses post-closing. We've been able to achieve above average returns over the last couple of years, over 15 exits. And I think we can attribute that to what we call our path to 3x. Now, Mario, there may actually be some secret sauce here, but ultimately we've come up with a framework, a systematic way that we add value and grow businesses with the goal of achieving at least three times our money. We have the deal team, our portfolio support group, the business development team, and outside advisors all working with our companies to accomplish this. The path of 3X is made up of a number of things, top grading, M&A, how to measure key performance, along with a few other things. We are ultimately building on the legacy that that founder has already built. We know what the next buyer is looking for. So we try to position our companies as best in class across key categories, So they are an even more attractive asset in the market when we go to exit. I think this is why we were able to close 52 deals last year and are averaging over six times our money. Um, You know, Stephanie, one of the the things that makes TriVest unique is its strategy in Canada is kind of all across Canada. It has um, really been active across the country. And I wonder if you give us your perspective on middle market deal making from a cross-country perspective in Canada, what do you see in differences of approaches, deals, uh, potential buyers or markets? But I, I know you spent a lot of time trying to source deals all over Canada and wanted to get your perspective on that. I have been racking up the aeroplane points lately, <laughs> that's for sure. While I'm based in Toronto, I'll go wherever an opportunity will take me. We aren't focusing on specific geographies or purposely trying to stay away from certain areas either. There are great family founder-owned businesses across the country, and I want to work with them all. We have two portfolio companies based in Ontario and one based in Quebec right now. We've recently completed add-on transactions on both the very west coast and very east coast of Canada. There are certain areas of the country where add-ons for our portfolio companies, both U.S. and Canada, make more sense from a business perspective. Geographies in Canada sometimes have different end market exposure, cultural differences, and so on. And these are, of course, things we're aware of and take into account in our review of the opportunity and our approach. But fundamentally, we are just looking to get to know founders across the country and figure out if we can help. I'm a firm believer in you never know where the next deal will come from. You never know who can introduce you to that next impressive founder. So I'm just focused on telling the Trivest story to anyone and everyone that will listen. That said, we haven't done a deal in the territories yet. Maybe that's a goal for 2023. And if I can ask you a little bit about deal flow and, and the deal environment right now, uh, I know given how active you are in Canada, you be good perspective on uh, kind of what's happening out there right now. And, and you know, obviously we hear different things given the market that we're in, but maybe we can ask you a little bit about your perspective on here we are mid-2022, your thoughts on the deal environment. Uh, is it still strong? Are you... Uh, busy. Obviously, some of the macroeconomic forces seem to be uh, giving people some pause, but I wanted to see what's Travis' strategy at the moment, given, you know, whether it's supply chain inflation, you know, what some of the stuff we're seeing on the macro side and what you're seeing on the ground. Yes, Mario, there's a lot to talk about in terms of the market conditions right now. Although there's been a lot of mention of the market slowing, being boots on the ground, I haven't really seen it yet, at least. 
there are still great opportunities in the market and new ones coming across my desk every day. Some of these are quick passes, whether it's because of the size, industry, and market exposure, and so on. But I'm also still seeing a lot of very attractive opportunities, ones that Trivest is excited about. 2021 was a crazy year for deal flow and closed transactions. And while 2022 may not hit those same record levels, it's still shaping up to be a very good year. At Trivest, we've already closed over 30 deals this year and have roughly the same amount currently under LOI. All that said, of course, some business owners are being cautious given where we are in the cycle and the current market conditions. There are some businesses where it just doesn't make sense to transact in this environment whether it's because of the impact inflation has had on their business, supply chain challenges, and so on, maybe now isn't the right time to sell. And if you don't need to transact, these founders will probably hold off. The market conditions are also top of mind when we are analyzing a new transaction, whether it's the supply chain challenges, can costs be passed on to the end consumer, and so on. These are all questions that we're asking. We've always been focused on essential service and essential product businesses, So that helps lessen the impact in some cases. In terms of interest rates specifically, our approach has always been to be conservative when it comes to leverage. We only use senior debt. We're over-equitizing all of our deals. So I think the rising rates are impacting us less than other firms that may rely more heavily on debt. And we'll see what all this means for valuation, but it could work in our favor. Even in this environment, we are looking to deploy capital and work with the right business owners. Steffi, when you look at... um the environment that we're in now and by the way i'm very happy to hear that you're still busy when you're busy that means i'm busy so absolutely <laughs> we, we always love to hear when buyers are busy because that creates momentum so, that, so that's great when you think about uh the dynamics going forward you know i always ask our guests i call it the crystal ball question about you know when you sit and from what you're seeing and in terms of the market dynamics for the future um do you see any slowdown on the horizon? Do you see any trends that are coming that uh, you know we should keep our eyes open for given uh, where we're at now and where we see the market going? I'm hopeful all of us in the M&A world will continue busy through the second half of this year and right into 2023 and beyond. Although it's a challenging market right now, with that comes opportunity too. Given the aging population, there is still a transition need. Business owners are getting older and succession is a challenge in many of these cases. I think the pandemic has also changed many people's views on what their future and the future of their business could look like. In addition to that, as Trivis continues to be creative and find new ways to work with business owners, the pool of founders we can partner with continues to expand. Many of the shareholders we are working with now actually are much younger, want to roll equity and stay involved for the next five plus years. We're especially seeing this in our minority growth fund. This just unlocks so many more opportunities and many more situations for us to add value and partner with businesses. I don't have that crystal ball, Mario, so I can't tell you how the market will look in six or 12 plus months from now, but I'm confident in saying that Trivest is going to continue to evolve and find new ways to work with more family founder-owned businesses. We have new funds launching later this year, are hitting record numbers in terms of deals closed and returns, and are constantly growing our team. The best is yet to come for Trivest. And one last question, um, somebody, you, as a fund, you know, Trivest has always had a great reputation as being the kind of owner-operated, you know, family business type buyer. As you, you know, continue to evolve and grow, are there any 
sectors, new sectors, new areas you're looking at, new, you know, permutations, or, or is it still, it's not so much driven by industry, but again, it's that family run uh, owner operated business that's, that's been kind of the, the key, I know, to Trivist's uh, focus, but also its success. Yes, exactly. And uh, we have really done well with the family founder owned business. Um, So that's not changing anytime soon. Although we're raising these new funds, we're going up market, we're going down market, we're changing structures a little bit. We are not changing our focus on partnering with family founder owned businesses. That's where we found the greatest success. That's where we think we can add the most value. And those are the fun businesses to work with the entrepreneurs, those second, third, fourth generation businesses. Those dynamics are almost more important than the industry. Of course, there are certain industries that we find more challenging. And we do like kind of those essential service, essential product type businesses. But more importantly, it's who is that business owner? Who is the shareholder? What are those dynamics there? And we want to be partnering with the best across a variety of different industries in a variety of different situations. Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. We covered a lot of ground and it was interesting to learn a little bit more about Trivist's story in Canada and obviously its success in Canada. Um, So greatly appreciate you joining us and great to have you in our marketplace. Thanks, Mario. Great to be here.